0: This is the One Love Breakfast, live from Inner City,
1: Bristol. The
0: One Love Breakfast is the people's choice.
1: One Love Breakfast. So it is five minutes past nine, and welcome to the first of four of our one-to-one. Meet the candidates for the Bristol mayoral election happening in May. This morning, uh, on the line, we have Sandy Hoar who is the Green Party candidate. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Can you hear me Okay. Yeah, can hear you really, really well, loud and clear. Thank you for joining us on the One Love Breakfast. As I say, you are the first. We'll have... Three others, and then at some stage, we are I, I do have a date for it, but I haven't got it right next to me. We're going to get you all together, and that will be the opportunity, I guess, to examine and re-examine and talk about each other's ideas and, 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 and policies. What we'd like to do this morning is get to know you. the the person a little bit i guess and um i've got some stuff in front of me you're the ceo uh, of the creative youth network cyn as it's known the largest charity working with young people in the southwest supporting 9,000 vulnerable young people each year to achieve their potential after graduating in environmental science from plymouth uni you joined local campaigns against road building you were arrested for protesting against the extension of the uh, m11 and the creation of the newbury bypass later as manager of bristol friends of the earth you led campaigns to prevent the expansion of Ashton Court Quarry and installation of a waste incinerator at Avermouth. Uh, You helped to convince Bristol City Council to scrap the incinerator and to invest in recycling instead. Uh, This led to the introduction of the city-wide recycling collection box schemes which we are familiar with today. Previously, you've run. I'm doing it all for you, aren't I? Uh, peace. Building.
0: Building. <laughs> I'm very. You know, you, you carry on and, uh, and tell
1: um, how great I am. Yeah, D- don't worry. You you know me. I've got a few up my sleeve. So so you're the father of two adopted children who are now young adults. Uh, when they were very very young, you were a stay at home dad uh, for a few years before they started school. You live in Briz with your partner Zoe. You love cycling and you get out yeah. uh, on, on on the bike whenever. You can. okay. So I guess the first thing is, if we were sitting somewhere in a cafe and saying, mate, tell us about you, um, it's really difficult because we could go on um, for ages. But but what is it, do you think, that makes you tick, Sandy? Gosh, what makes me... I'm I'm a
0: person who likes to really get things done, to make a real change. So all of those things that you've described from... uh, tackling the issue of recycling in the city you know we really I really did lead a campaign with others to to convince the council to scrap the plans for the Aman incinerator and introduce the recycling scheme that we have today uh, you know that's made a real difference it's made a real difference to our environment it's made a real difference to uh, uh, to our recycling rates we're, we're far ahead of most other big cities in my day job uh, working at creative youth network I uh, want to I like seeing real change to young people's lives i like to see it when they've got a job or where they stayed at school um you know overcome the barriers they face found a home you know that's what makes me tick i like to see real change that's why i'm running for mayor because um i i think as a mayor you can make real change it's a thing that it's not like being an mp where you're doing a policy it's about making real change and you know we're a bit of a crossroads here we we we're struggling through coronavirus but there is light at the end of the tunnel and um you know we're uh we need now a plan for an economic recovery we need to make sure that people aren't uh we don't see a rise in unemployment and that our businesses thrive so um that that's what i want to do that's be the first thing that in my in-trade how do we recover our body how do we get people back to work And not only recover, but then really thrive as a city. So it's that getting things done. That's what really, really makes me tick. Okay, thank you.
1: And of course, as as in all elections, uh, I'm not always saying that that, that there's going to be mudslinging. Sometimes they are in parliamentary uh, elections. uh, And in the past, I guess, a little bit there have been in the mayoral campaigns as well. I guess what many of us in the media, not all of us, some in the media are hoping there is going to be some mudslinging, which means they get a little bit of clickbait and everyone clicks through. Um, But I guess many people are saying, look, imagine that all four candidates are really nice people. Let's accept that. Uh, Accept that all four candidates are genuine people that want to do their best. And then it's a choice of political allegiances so some people will be blue or green or or or, or, or red or, or or yellow in 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 their allegiances but who who can we trust who's got the answers they say they want to do good stuff but can they can they do good stuff and i guess some of that is 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 to kind of talk through with you that knowing your work kind yeah. of first hand, in 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 many respects yeah so I can say, as a journalist, and I'm not being a favourite to you, I'm saying, well, he's, he seems like a really nice guy. Look at what he's done in terms of young people and their lives and and their improved experiences. So my first thing is, I I, I want to believe that your intentions are right. So the second yeah. thing is, I guess everyone's going to say, but yeah, but how does he do it? We got a bloke in there, we got Marvin Reese in there, uh, we we've got others who want to do this job. So just talk us through. Just a little bit of approach. I've got listed here things like an economic recovery plan for Bristol, a future for everyone, tackling climate change, no more congestion, an end to the housing crisis, a fairer and more equal city. And I think anybody and everybody would say those are absolutely excellent aspirations, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, so. Look, I would agree. It's funny. Most people are very down on politicians. Yeah. And there are certainly some politicians who are out for, for their own gain. However, I, I would say most of the politicians I've met are. These are people who have a particular view on the world and, and want to, to, to make a change. And that's certainly what I want to do. And I, the other thing I would say is I don't think I have a particular monopoly on great ideas. One of the reasons I've been successful and I've got a track record, we've you know, kept youth clubs open in this city in a way that many, many other cities haven't. Um, is because I collaborate, and one of the key things that we I would do if I became mayor is to have a cross-party cabinet. So I would want in my cabinet uh, people from all the different political parties um, who are represented in the city to make sure that we get the best of, of, of those uh, ideas. Um but also, I think then we, we need to look at people's track records. So my track record is that I, I have built a very large charity. I uh, you know employ hundreds of people. Uh, we've got £13 million worth of buildings across the city that we use to, to fund our work. And I believe I can bring that track record to bear on the city and make a real change. And uh, this is where I think we, I would be different to, to uh, the current Labour mayor. I think we're starting to see a... a a track record of some quite significant failures you know we've we've wasted frankly 43 million pounds on uh, Bristol Energy. It's just been announced that the Bristol Beacon uh, refurbishment is going to cost an extra 60 million pounds. That seems to have come out of nowhere. You know, I've managed big capital projects before and, I've, you know, you have to stick to budget. And this is serious money that, yeah. that could go towards educating our young people, supporting older people in social care. It could go towards Uh, improving our public transport, reducing our carbon emissions. You know, this is serious money. So I I would um, suggest to to your listeners that they look at uh, the the track records um, of the various candidates, see who they feel has done the most for the city, see see whether they're satisfied. Because the thing, the job of a mayor is to get
1: things done. Um, Sandy, can i I stop you just just for a second and i think in fairness now if any of the other candidates are in on their one-to-ones um i'm going to Mm. be saying to them look um i respect the fact that you're going to pick out figures and stories out of the news but it's always it's not always fair if you were to say let's say another candidate was in and say well look at creative youth network and they came out with a figure of something that went right or wrong you wouldn't be there to defend yourself. And I think no, that, and, and I, I think it's fair to say that we know about the overspend. We covered it on the One Love Breakfast and we know about Bristol Energy and, and we've covered that and the rights and the wrongs and the explanations have been put out in the public. And I think sometimes it's fairer for, for us anyway on, on, on the One Love Breakfast to run a cleaner campaign in the sense that let people answer. So if somebody says, this person's done this... That person's got a chance to to answer, but I but I understand what you're saying. The point you're saying about money, saving money, and that it could be used in different ways um, to solve different problems. I I, I take that point. Okay, yeah. I hope I hope you and, and I, yeah, I hope you think that's a fair intervention. No, I, th- I think it's entirely
0: fair intervention. I think it's uh, absolutely right, and 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 I'm looking forward to uh, the date when we can all get together and, and challenge each other. Yeah. But I, I do, um, you know, the job of the of the of the mayor is to really get things done. And if you, uh, the, the other thing to say is that you look at um, citywide elections over the last um, period, really only two parties have have won citywide, and that's uh, Labour and the Greens. So really, there's a choice in May. Between Labour um, and uh, and myself, and I would encourage people to to make the choice, look at the track record of the candidates and uh, and myself, and and uh, come to a conclusion as to who they should vote for.
1: Mm. Okay, so I'm going to look just just look very quickly at the the turnout. So 2012, the the the, the turnout was twenty. 20- Seven point nine percent point nine two percent the supplementary voting system, which means that of course you can put not you, you don 't just vote for one you vote vote uh, i think it 's your first and your second so the Greens... You, you get a second you get a second preference as well you can vote for your first preference and your second
0: preference so right. um, that 's why it makes it a fairer voting system actually and people the interesting thing about a fairer voting system, which is something that the green party has always advocated for, yeah. is that then people can, can actually vote for what they believe in and you know most people would say most parties have some good and some things that they don't like so the good thing about the fair voting system is you can really vote for who you want for who you want yeah. and uh, you know make that choice in this case between the two parties that, that have a chance in the elections and that's uh, Labour and myself.
1: Okay so, in 2012, George Ferguson uh, got 35-odd percent of the first round of votes. Labour got 29%. Green got 5.89%. In 2016, uh, Labour got uh, 40% of the first round votes. Um, but Green's still training at seven 7.1%. Then you, you, you had George Ferguson with Bristol yeah. First, 23.1%. Conservatives with 14%. Um, Liberal Democrats, 5.8%. Yeah. Uh, UKIP, 5.1%. With the way that party politics is, we've seen already at Cabinet um, last week or the week before, it can be uncompromising sometimes. People are passionate. Party politics sometimes gets in the way of conviction politics. The whips, if you like, will sometimes say, all of you on this party have got to vote this way, even if you don't agree with it, which is what's caused a problem in the past with these rainbow cabinets. All the mayors have said, we'll have a cabinet, and then suddenly... Uh, after year one or two their parties tell them what they should and shouldn't vote and it becomes really messy so mayors tend to say right well i'm going to need to bring my own team here because otherwise it defeats the object of having a mayor which is like bristol's prime minister you might as well go back to the old system might not you if you've got if you've got a fight for everything that is democratic but sometimes it can be so slow can't it Well, I I mean, uh,
0: we've had two mayors uh, in in, in, uh, so far. George did keep his rainbow cabinet, his cross party cabinet for the uh, for the entire period. Uh, uh, The current mayor decided uh, not to. You know, there is a difference with the Green Party. We are not whipped, actually. We don't. Nobody is forced. Okay. Uh, vote in a certain way on any issue. We discuss it and you know try to come to to a compromise and and, and an agreement. But people are free to uh, to vote in a in a different way if that if that's what they want. And so we're used to that kind of politics. Sure. You know, we, we that's the sort of collaborative politics that we want. And I think that that I hear from Bristol people that they want they want people our, our politicians to be working together. It's fine to. Uh, have different views on what the best way to do things are but fundamentally you have to bring it together and that's the job of the mayor Uh, it's what I've done in my working life I've brought together partner organizations from across the city to to make sure that we can bring investment in for our young people I want to do the same and I think I can do the same uh, in uh, as mayor that's very much the approach that I'd want because it's the approach that will allow us fundamentally to recover our economy. You know, this is the, the, the key thing that we have to do now. There's a, 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 the city needs to recover its economy. We need to be creating jobs uh, and, th- and, you know, have a thriving business sector. Uh, and only if we work together can we do that. So that's why I am committed to the, the cross-party cabinet for the entire uh, three years of, of, the, um, of the term.
1: Okay. Let's just talk about the Green Party and environmental issues for a second. Now, uh, there are many people that will turn around and say, do you know what, I love the Green Party. I remember in the elections, I think it was Miliband uh, was was standing for for Labour. and, And I remember looking at the Green Party's... Uh, information And I thought at the time, I personally and many other of our listeners said, you know what, the Green Party seemed to be the only party that uh, are standing up for the, the forgotten, those people that, that nobody else talks about, about poverty, etc, etc. And then Corbyn ca- came along uh, and, and, and things, things changed and, and, and it looked like Labour um, kind of uh, grabbed that ground back. But many people say, in my heart, I love the Greens because I am environmental. Mm. But in reality, I'm not sure if they could get enough votes. Um, They want to save the trees, but then they can't build any flats because at some stage you've got to make hard decisions. Where do you see those types of decisions? You're a CEO. You've had to make hard decisions uh, in developing your organisation.
0: Yeah, and and I have to make hard decisions all the time. And that's that's why we have, uh, we elect our politicians is to make the hard decisions. But you know, the the thing that I see again and again, um, is that the solutions to our environmental problems are also the solutions to our problems of inequality. And I'll tell you a story about a young man, um, who I worked with a couple of years ago, lived in Hartcliffe, third generation, um, uh, unemployed, but sort of, wanted to turn his life around, age sort of 18, didn't have many for qualifications. So the sorts of jobs he might get, cleaning, warehouse work, that sort of thing, were in the city centre, maybe in Avonmouth too. But, you know, 80 or 90% of those jobs that he could have gone for weren't accessible because the public transport was so bad and so expensive. And if you start a six o'clock shift, you're going to have to leave at sort of four o'clock in the morning and there's, there's no buses. So, you know, for me... Uh, Something like public transport is really good for the environment. It reduces our carbon emissions. uh, It will free up our streets. And it's an equalities issue. It gives those people who don't have uh, a car a a way of getting um, to work and and getting to see friends, getting to education. So, you know, the same is true with insulating our homes. It, It not only reduces our carbon emissions, it makes it cheaper. Uh, particularly for those who are poorest to 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 run their homes, so for me th- there 's often a combination of, of those uh, of those things and if we 're clever and we look at the, the problems as a whole, uh, then we can uh, you know we, we can resolve both the, the, the issues of inequality and uh, the the issues of our of our environment okay. uh, there 's lots of other examples I could give i 'm not going to go on about it and but again if we 're going to recover as an economy, these are the sort of new ways of thinking that will actually help us to recover that will help m- make sure that people aren't left behind and that then the city really thrives in the future okay
1: um I'm going to ask you uh, and, and and all of the others uh, the same question about the current administration mm. is, is there anything or are they there are there things that you think that the current administration are doing very well <sighs>
0: i think uh yes of course the 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 uh I, I think uh what the the mayor has been able to do given his background is give a different face to politics and leadership in the city i think it has become more diverse just sort of simply as a result of, of who he is, and that's a good thing, and i think uh you know that along with the black lives matter protests and um and a general raising awareness of, of of the issues of race i think the mayor uh, has done a good job of making our city leadership a more diverse place so yeah and, and that's something you know i was i was very proud I, you know back at the last election i wasn't thinking about running for mayor i uh, i was very proud of the fact that we had um the country and in fact europe's first black mayor so i i think that's that's something that has changed and that is a positive over the last few years brilliant
1: okay um, Sandy, can you believe, I, mean, I think we're going to have to have two each of these before we do the head-to-head, because um, we've nearly... Very happy to see that. Oh, brilliant. We, we, we've nearly run out of time. But one of the things I was going to ask, for, for, for you as a person, you've kind of uh, described your background and, and, and home life and early life as well and and very often uh, Marvin is on, Marvin Rees is on here uh, most Wednesdays in his role as uh, the the, the city's leader telling us about Covid and all the other bits and pieces so everyone kind of, you know him, you've met him so you know what his personality is like, for those that haven't met you as uh, a a potential future mayor of Bristol what kind of leader would you be uh, for our city?
0: I hope I'm two things. Firstly, I'm bold leader. I think sometimes we need to take action um, and really make that change. You know, we, I, I led uh, Creative Youth Network through the sort of whole period of austerity. The reason we have um, uh, uh, it's grown and we have a really good youth sector in the city is is partly because of our um, and my ability to persuade both the local authority national government funders to invest in Bristol and invest in young people and take those risks so we you know we bought buildings for example across the city that kept our youth clubs open and that bring you know extra commercial income in so I, I I like being bold I'm I'm not frightened of taking uh, big decisions but at the same time I think I'm collaborative too I've done it very much in partnership and I really want, I think people tell me again and again that they say they want to see politicians working together and I hope I, I understand that politics can be a, a, a punch and duty game sometimes but I hope to bring a more collaborative approach uh, that means we can move forward together as a city.
1: Brilliant okay, um- Some either ors now. Are you ready? Mm. You just got to give me a quick fire answer. Okay, quick fire pasta or rice? Pasta, reggae or rock? Reggae, city or
0: rovers? Oh, god, there's a question. Do you you know? I'm gonna sit on the fence on that one. (laughs) I'm going to admit, I'm not a super sports fan. Uh, I, As a leader of a city I'm not going to choose I think we've got two great teams And I support them both And I know that's a very political answer But that is
1: my answer Fair enough I bet if one of them played in green You'd choose them uh, and, and finally <laughs> Thatcher or May <laughs> oh, There's a question <laughs> Thought we'd finish off with a fun one It's not technically a quiz ladies uh,
0: uh, Yeah OK, if I had to pick one, I'd go May. I think she had a... she. she it's funny, you know, Brexit is going to be tough on business in, yeah. in Bristol. Mm-hmm. It already is, right? And actually, while she didn't really have the charisma, we've ended up in, in the place that, that she wanted us to get. Now, I, I think, you know, this is another issue that, that, that the mayor is going to have to, to face. Um, in our economic recovery, is not only coronavirus, but Brexit. Brexit. If we're going to recover absolutely. our economy, we're going to have to support business to, uh, you know, get through the new rules and regulations and export. And we're going to have to support business to recover, you know, to to create the jobs that we need to thrive.
1: So uh, that was a tough call, though. You made that, <laughs> yeah. Not not a choice I'd really like to make. No, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, Sandy, listen. Thank you so much for taking time out on your Thursday morning. You are the first uh, to do yes, these one-to-ones, and I hope our listeners uh, just got a little bit of a, uh, an opportunity to to hear about you, uh, the person. We can talk policy. People can look on the websites, and 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 when we do the head-to-heads, you know, um, you'll be able to kind of argue and debate the differences in policies and approaches which is also important but I think many people want to know what kind of person could I be voting for uh, and I think you've
0: and in can, can I just I mean one other thing you know do follow me and, and all the other candidates on, on Twitter and that kind of thing you know it's, it, this is an odd campaign yeah. um, because we can't get out and about um, as as much as normal so you know we, we will be you know announcing our plans for the economic recovery um, you can learn a bit more about me and my track record uh you know in the voting system and all that kind of thing so i would encourage your listeners to to get online uh follow me and the other candidates and, sure. and you know there they'll find out the detail they can ask questions yeah. uh you know and, and really get to grips with the issues and the, and and me as a candidate so please do uh, look on my website sandyformayor.co.uk and uh yeah you can find out more
1: brilliant thank you so much and we will do that and let's hope we've got uh you know a nice a nice election campaign i say nice but a tidy and respectful one i think that's what everyone in the city yes respectful absolutely yeah perfect uh sandy how are riven thank you so much for joining us uh we'll catch you really soon right thanks Pat. it's the one our breakfast is nine thirty. news is next this is the one love breakfast live from Inner City Bristol.
0: Buenos
1: días. The
0: one love breakfast is the people's choice. One Love Breakfast. And
1: just to let you know, we'll have Caroline Gooch on Monday, the Liberal Democrat mayoral candidate.
0: Live from the BCFM studios in inner city Bristol, on your mobile, online, DAP, and on FM. This
1: is the One Love Breakfast News. A little bit later than usual with your independently produced news headlines, here's Katie Hawk.